you know, there is zero chance if you are in my neighborhood, there's zero chance you will mistake my house because I've got this big, bright yellow door on the front of it. And that was something that we wanted to do right away. We wanted to just give it a little pop. And I was very insecure about it at first. I thought maybe it's too bright, but now I'm starting to think it's just the right thing. Hey, let's build it on radio.com with Corey Heppola and from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. Like I said, I was a little bit insecure about the yellow door. I thought maybe it was too bright. Maybe that is something that would turn off potential buyers. Andy, I don't get curb appeal very well. Was that okay? Was that the okay thing to do with the yellow door? Yeah, you know, I, I love bright colored doors. I, I know there's some rules with feng shui over what colors to pick, but and we don't need to get into that. But the front door is, for, for whatever reason, it's not how we normally get into most of our homes. So we don't use it very much. And we maybe don't notice it. But when we're, you're buying or selling a house or you're taking a look at your house from the front where everyone else gets to look at it, it's hard not to notice a dingy door. So, you know, a nice, bright yellow door, I think I think it's, it's perfect. And it does set you apart in your neighborhood, that's for sure. It's like the smile of your house, right? Everyone notices that door. Like that's the first thing you notice. It's like the face smile. Um, What about some other things? If you're looking to get your house prepared, maybe to sell it, what are some ways that you can increase your home's curb appeal? Well, first and foremost, just cleaning the front area of of your home uh, can make a big difference. And lighting, you know, not, not, especially where we live pretty soon it seems like we're using flashlights a lot more than being able to walk around in daylight it gets dark what four thirty-five o'clock pretty <laughs> yeah. soon with within a month here so having nice lighting and there's some really nice options with solar lighting and led lighting that can really light up the pathway and can spotlight different features on your home that's right you can get some of those lights that just you know they go up the side of your your driveway and they can light it up and that's something i know we don't have Um, but what are some other things? Okay. So we've got lighting, we've got doors. Is there anything with, with siding or roofing, anything like that? Yeah. You know, um, a lot of times when we're doing a siding project, we're talking about curb appeal and the future sale of the home. So say on a $20,000 siding project for maybe $500 more, they can add some really nice features to the front of the house, whether those are decorative sconces for the lights or different type of trim packages or different types of materials that we can put in the gable side of the home. That's the peak. And, and so often that's overlooked is the garage door areas. I'm telling you, um, so many of our homes, the garage door seems like it just, it's so much of the front of our houses and it gets overlooked and it's, it's not a sexy item on your home by any stretch of the imagination, but it really can be. There's, there's a lot of, uh, add on pieces you can add to garage doors. Garage doors are definitely paintable. If you're thinking about selling your home and it looks dingy, adding a coat of paint, prime paint, clean it, right. You know, do the way the directions tell you can make a big difference on whether your, your home is the one picked in the neighborhood or not. Now you probably don't want to get too wild with that door or that garage door color though, right? No, no. If I would, I would stay to either a contrast to your siding or go back to the original white, gray, black, whatever your garage door made. But you know, that, that takes a lot of sun. Typically those finishes only last 10 to 15 years and a paint job can, can go a long ways. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up, too. Um, what, one of the tidbits that you brought up was organized and clean. Just, just mm-hmm. doing some of those little things, whether it's, you know, the, the plants and stuff, the landscaping around the house, 
Um, but just having it neat and organized, I, it's weird how some of those small things go a long way. Yeah, you know, my the first home that my wife and I ever purchased, uh, loved it. It was, uh, it was on Maple Street, had gorgeous giant silver maples that came up over the top, a lot of shade. But we didn't know these these bushes in front went from three feet tall to seven feet tall. And by that time, they were too late to trim. And so what did I do? I uh, hooked a rope up to them all and then backed my truck up there and, and yanked them out and created a much larger project than I anticipated. But I couldn't believe how much bigger my house actually looked. I mean, this is just your your standard I think we paid $110,000 for a normal split level home. And, and it's just a, a it's a, it was a really small house, but on the inside, it got giant. And for the first time from the curb, you could really start to see what this home could be. I'm not really claiming to be an arborist, but, but trees, trees make a big difference. And if you're depending on where your house is at, if you're newer development, lots of times the trees are young, they're planted. Um, mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, you're in a country home or you're in a, a development that's been established, the trees are much bigger. And I, I, I notice, Andy, I notice trees. I, I never thought I would say that. But now that I'm getting older, I'm like, oh, that's a nice tree that, that makes it, uh, and it and it can go a long way. Yeah, I know uh, my wife uh, gets a little weirded on. Not only am I looking at people's homes, but I've I've found this love for trees over the last five years, and and this time of year it's perfect. I mean, when we're done with this, my wife and I are going for a drive in the country. They're just starting to change colors, and I will be able to identify that's that's your sugar maple, that's the bur oak slash white oak, and um, I'm telling you, well, in my line of work where the majority of what we do is leaf guard gutters. We, we uh, tend to actually find a lot of uh, trees and some trees are really nice to have at your house. Some trees, not so much. Did you ever have to do a leaf project in school where you'd have to go around and get different leaves for like a science project? Yeah, I did. I don't yeah. know if it was school or, or the boy scouts. And uh, I'm, I'm sure just like uh, anything at that age of Andy, it was, Right before the day before it was due, I went running around the woods and threw a bunch of leaves and something, and uh, I probably didn't do very well on it. Uh, I'm much better off doing that leaf project now than 12-year-old Andy, I can tell you that. Well, that's what that was me. <laughs> I remember going in and, and bringing it to our science teacher, and everyone was complaining, like, really, what are we doing this for? And he said, <laughs> you're doing this because when you have a kid, they'll have to do a leaf project, and you'll need to help them out. <laughs> but now I'm glad, and we have a couple of maples that we had planted in our yard that are just beautiful specifically right now they're turning red and they're stunning we we planted 10 pine trees small but now i come down uh from the upstairs of our house and i go downstairs and there's a window looking over this and i i look at these things every single day and over the last five years i've seen them just grow and and i just i have such a passion for them i love them now um so I, I know what, what a difference they make. What about ways to decrease your home's curb appeal? Is there some things that we may not even know, things that we're screwing up and, and it can really, really hurt it? Well, um, some things are very personal. And if it's going to be very personal and permanent, that's going to, it's not going to appeal to everybody. Um, I have a customer that has an entire pink 
front of their home and we custom painted the gutters pink in order to match that they do it's a home business where they do some uh i think it's uh, a beauty shop of some sorts or a makeup shop of some sorts but that home is in a residential area and it is bright pink and if it ever sells i'm, I'm assuming that's going to have to be changed and, and they know that going into it it's more of a business decision and a personal decision no plans to selling but that could very well make the value of that home go down or just different types of landscaping. A, if you let your driveway go, um, when I say let go, there's, there's, some, there's some maintenance that has to happen on a driveway, Corey, whether it's a blacktop or a concrete driveway, some, some maintenance that should happen on an annual or semi-annual basis. And if you let it go and it starts to crack and crumble, a potential buyer might come and look at it and be like, it's going to cost me $15,000 more to replace this driveway. And and if that's the case, that might be the reason why they choose not to buy your home. Hey, here's what's trending. So now, Andy, you had brought up roofs, and I know you spend a lot of time on roofs and, and with Linda's construction. Um, all right, this time of year, all right, in September, we start to see more rain. And then, of course, uh, as it's in October now, we're looking ahead and thinking, all right, we're going to have a winter ahead of us. I, I know you deal with roof leaks all the time. What are some mm-hmm. of the common sources of these roof leaks? Um, the, the most common source is usually a shingle failure. The second uh, would be an installation error. Where we're finding those typically are in valley areas, um, any type of flashing area, any perforations in your roof or, or holes that have to be made in your roof for venting or piping. Those are areas that that really should be inspected every five to you know every five years. With and let's put it this way: say it's like your heating vent, Corey. Um, and it's zero degrees outside and you have all this warm exhaust going through there. There's, there's natural expansion and contraction that happens there. Just in that alone, you're talking four or five different types of materials. You're asking to stay together for 50 years. When, when you buy the proper roof, that's the type of warranty you could get is 50 years. Now, if that starts to leak, that can cause hundreds, even thousands of dollars worth of damage into your roof decking, into having a more roof failure, into your insulation, into your ceiling even. So for for what it costs to have somebody maintain your roof and walk in on a regular basis, I mean, you're talking maybe a couple hundred dollars every five years. OSI makes a really good product that can reseal a lot of those pipes. And not all roof pipes are, are created equal. The, there's a lot of us that have had storms in the last 15 years and uh, I hate to say this, but a lot of the, those storm roofs get put on with cheaper materials. So those vents aren't going to last nearly as long as the roofing. So if you can inspect that and have a professional look at it, you're going to be much better off, especially going into wintertime. How, how long do roofs age? Like at what point do they start being like, okay, you should really get that checked. Like if you have a new house and a new roof, is that first five years are fine? First 10 years are fine. Like how, how do you look at that? Uh, yeah, if you have a brand new roof, the first five to 10 years, you should be okay. Now, if you have a very shady roof or there's a lot of tree debris that gets, that gets left on the roof, that can start to bring the age of the roof down. A roof that gets installed now very well could last 50 years. Having said that, when I'm talking with customers and we're not dealing with a storm damage repair, just a, a normal wear and tear age repair, you're talking a roof that's 20 to 30 years old, typically. Now, if you had a home built in the early 2000s, uh, for whatever reason, we use some really cheap materials during that era. A lot of builders did, and it might be talking a uh, 10 to 15 year old roof that's looking at getting repaired. Mm. 
So basically what you're saying is, is like with anything being proactive, like if you know, like, okay, there, there are times now our roof is this, this old and this, let's be proactive. It's like being proactive with our own health. Like you go to the doctor, even if you're not sick, you go to the doctor just to make sure that everything's running correctly. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great analogy. And the people that put that first and foremost, and they're doing their annual maintenance, their annual inspections, and, and they have a right group of professionals seems to be the ones that don't get surprised with big expenses. I mean, homes are awesome, but they take some maintenance, even the maintenance free products out there. And I don't care what kind of warranty you have. Warranty is only as good as, as the company that writes it. Just some maintenance that, like you said, it's your annual checkup, just like you would with your doctor. You don't go there because you feel sick. You go there to get reassured that you that everything is going okay. And it, for me, that 250 bucks it might cost a year to have that type of annual maintenance done. It's as good as insurance policies you're going to get. You had mentioned roof warranty. I don't really understand that very well. What 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 does that mean? Is your roof covered? Like what 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 does that mean, Andy? Um, this is, I probably spent more time talking to manufacturers about the details of the roof warranty than, than any other type of material, just because I have the benefit of knowing what my father had to deal with, with some of these roofing companies back in the day, which where they would come in and the roof is obviously failing, but they would find a way, whether it's vent ventilation, insulation, or installation air, um, even though that they changed how it was supposed to be installed after it was installed they would find a way to deny that roof or only give a small amount of the cost of the roof. When you're talking about a $20,000 project and you get a check for $500, it's, it's really not nothing you're happy about. So you really need to do your due diligence. Most of the roofing right now is going to come with a 50 year warranty. There's really only one of the six 50 year warranties that I researched that is bulletproof. So do your research up front to make sure. And that's the reason why I chose this, this warranty. No matter what, 20 years down the road, they can't come and tell me it was insulation, ventilation, or anything other than the shingles because they sign off on all of that the day of the install. And we keep a record of that. That makes this 50-year warranty truly 50 years. I've had two warranty claims in a decade now. Both of those warranty claims, the homeowner had zero out-of-pocket expense mm. whatsoever, and, and they got brand new roofs. And I can only talk about my, my personal experience. Relationships are, are important to, to us and our business and the manufacturer we are. But I'm telling you, I deal with roofing manufacturers, siding manufacturers, windows, decks. There's not, a, not another warranty that is as good as GAS Golden Pledge Warranty. It's just, it's bulletproof, Corey. It just is. And, I, and if, they find a, if I find a better one, I'm for sure going to use it because it protects me. It, it led us going out of business in roofing at one point in our lives, Corey. My dad, because of a shingle manufacturer, um, I had all, you remember all these roofs were curling and cracking and they called it the organic shingle. Um, you couldn't see my quotations there, but there it is. The organic shingle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, you know, they're getting $500 on a $20,000 job. And you know how many of those my dad ate? Just go, he couldn't tell the customer that like, yep, we're going to get you a new roof and mm. he'd pay for it out of pocket. We stopped doing roofing for five years because of that. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you bring up the materials and, and why it's important to you. Uh, I want to tie this back in because we were talking about colors and door colors at the beginning and, and talking mm -hmm. about how that pop on the front door. What about roofing? Like, is there a correct roofing color or is there something to avoid there? Yeah. You know, um, 
it all making sure your roof's clean. So a lot of times roofs are getting replaced because they're people think the granules are going away and it's just algae growth on there for 50 bucks. You can do a spray on your roof and clean it off. Now, not all, all roofing is created equal when it comes to cleaning and looking brand new, but here's a rule of thumb. If you look up on your roof and you see a clean streak coming down next to a bunch of other black streaks, and you're, you're, we're just talking about curb appeal, making your house look good for the sale of your home. Chances are you can just clean it. Now, just take a drive around. Some houses, I mean, it's all roof. Like all you see is the roof. It's it's loud and proud. If that's the case, you're definitely going to want to maybe talk, if you're in the market for a roof, you should be talking curb appeal, sellability, all of that, because there's all these new shingles are coming out. And if you're not on the front end of one of those nicer shingles or the different types of shapes and five years down the road, you try try to sell your house and all these houses are getting that shingle and you don't, and it's going to cost you $40,000 to put it on mm. now. It's going to be uh, tough to make those numbers work. Yeah. Well, we're on the topic of roofs. Hey, here's health. So I know you deal with gutters specifically very closely, right? Um, why do our gutters need to be clog free before winter? And, and by the way, winter's going to be here sooner than we think. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, ice dams are one of the greatest causes of insurance claims in our area in the winter time, and not all of them are covered. That leaking into your ceiling might cost you $1,000, $2,000 out of pocket to get fixed, all because your gutters were clogged, the water couldn't get out, so the water started going back up onto your house, causing an ice dam, more water got back up where the ice and water shield isn't protecting you anymore and starts to come into your house. Now, all trees don't drop their leaves at the exact same time. Unfortunately, we can't just raise a magic wand and be like, all right, I'm ready to clean up my gutters. Would Come be nice. Down. Would be nice no, sometimes, uh, but yeah. I, I have this bur oak in the back of my house. That son of a gun drops its leaves in January of every year. So I'm, I'm always <laughs> out there right in the spring trying to rake and, and trying to think. But I have leaf guard, so I don't have to worry about that. But some people, they do. And if you try to clean out your gutters in the wintertime and it's just a big icicle and it's frozen solid, it turns a dangerous job into a very dangerous job. You know, things are cold, slippery, your hands are numb. Now, if, if you fall, you might fall into a snowbank to uh, break your fall. That's happened to me once or twice. Uh, but, you know, um, getting them cleared the last minute possible is what, what I always give people advice. So if you know snow, snow is coming or you see a big freeze coming, if you that night before, the day before, can get out the ladder and clean out your gutters, that's the time. Yeah. And if that's something you want to do on your own, of course, just be careful doing it. But are there any like utensils or tools that that are on the market that can help you do that? You know, there's 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 some there's a robot that goes into the gutter and, and like it has a little scooper and it keeps scooping and throwing the leaves out. But the best I've seen is if you're comfortable, you can get up on your roof, tie off somewhere and you're, you have a rope and a leaf blower. You do that and then take a hose down your downspouts. This is where people always, always forget. But those downspouts are usually clogged with everything. Or if you're just sick of it, get a hold of a, a good uh, leaf professional, somebody that installs a leaf protection gutter system and, and take a look. And I always tell people, get four or five estimates and, and make the best decision for your home. Yeah. And do that now. Do that in November. But do that before we're going to get really cold and really snowy. Correct. Hey, here's a pointer. All right. 
It's getting that time of year. Everyone's bringing out the ladders, and we've talked about this before. If you have to set up your ladder and you have to get up on your roof, one, do it with a buddy system. I have way too many stories of people getting stranded on the roofs, and they have to wait hours sometime for somebody to come in and tip the ladder back upright or to help them out, or they get stuck and they're hanging in an area. If somebody would have been there, they'd be able to move the ladder before they dropped and broke a leg. These are stories I hear on a regular basis. Now, when setting up a ladder, one of the things that I like to do is dig it in. So your bottom feet, don't trust those, those, those rubber rungs on, on, on cement. I like to get it into earth. I take the claw side of a hammer and I dig it in. That way it's going to be the most stable. And then I get on the front first row and I jump up and down a little mm. bit to make sure that it's not going to sink when I'm 10 feet up. Sometimes that can make you lose your footing or make a ladder go kitty wampus on you and then you are there hanging. So if you're going to set up a ladder, dig it in and have a buddy watching you and you're going to be much safer. Yeah. That information would have been good back in July, as you can see my wrist here if you're on the video, but uh, it's healing nicely. Yeah. It's healing nicely. Yeah. Camille was not there. She was not there. She's given me... Um, she, she told me, hey, get up on that ladder, trim the trees, and then she was in and out, and then she just came out to find me on the ground, wincing in pain. But um, I take full responsibility. I should have known. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thank you, bud.